you in the name of all that is good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Thank you for that song. A couple of the lines say that I am the beginning. I am in the end. I am your father. I am your mother. Well, as we noted, we're honoring Mother's Day today. So happy Mother's Day to those who are mothers or have played that role. Sometimes fathers have played the role of mothers and celebrating all those who are celebrating Mother's Day in some way, shape, or form. You know, whenever I come to a Mother's Day talk or around Mother's Day, sometimes it can be challenging because it's often a tale of two experiences. For some, it's the best of days. They have or had had wonderful nurturing mothers, or a mother figure that was in their life. They had individuals that gave or have given without agenda. And in many instances, they were their best friend, and they expressed unconditional love back and forth to each other. You know, as one six-year-old named Chrissy described unconditional love as when you go out to eat and your mother gives you most of their French fries, without making you give them any of yours. For her, that was unconditional love. That's how she described it. Others, of course, may have not had that experience. You know, with their earthly mothers or those who were their mother figures in life. And so for them, it's a challenging day. For them, it's a relationship that something that would be not something they want to talk about that. You know, in my own life, I had my mother disappeared earlier in my life. And we got together again much later. And so there was a happy ending. But for many individuals, you know, they're saying, you know, instances of what I just described was not my experience. As a matter of fact, they might say something to the effect, I wish she were here. I'm going to send her some, a copy of this tape so she could learn, learn what it would mean to be a good mother. Some may be saying, you know, my mother passed, you know, before I got to know her. Or I did not know my mother and I was adopted. Or I knew my mother well, but, you know, to tell you the truth, I didn't like her. So this Mother's Day stuff sometimes doesn't apply to me, they might be saying. And they might say something to the effect, as a matter of fact, most of my problems can be traced back to the fact I was born to the wrong parent. 
You know, there's a story about three mothers who were boasting about their sons. And the first mother said, you know, what a birthday party I had last year. My son was so wonderful and magnificent. He threw me a big party in a fancy restaurant. He even paid for the plane ticket for me and my friends. And the second mother said, oh, that's nothing. You know, there's, you know, that's really nice. But listen to this. Last winter, my son gave me all an all-expense-paid trip to the Greek islands, first class. It was magnificent. And the third said, well, you have nothing on my son. Because for five years now, my son has been paying a psychiatrist $250 an hour, three times a week, and the whole time he talks about nothing but me. You may be saying, now that's more of a description of my life. As I indicated in my life, I had some challenges because I was abandoned by my mother and it didn't have a happy ending. We reunited, you know, about many years later, probably 30 years later. And we have a wonderful relationship. Yet I know that not everyone has had a happy ending with their earthly mothers or those who were their mother figures. In fact, I know many people never attend a Mother's Day service because of the painful memories that it brings up for them. And so with that in mind, I thought about Jesus' statement in which he said, don't address anyone here on earth as your father or as your mother, for only God is your true parent. And as I thought about that statement, I thought about the nature of God, the divine motherhood aspect of God, the nurturing aspect of God. Sometimes I like to call God the force. You know, in New Thought Ancient Wisdom teaching, which we are part, there's one phrase that is fundamental to the philosophy. And that phrase is, there's one presence and one power in my life and in the universe, God, the good omnipotent, everywhere present, everywhere powerful, omniactive, we can say. As human beings and spiritual beings, we have the qualities of this one power and presence, and we are the highest manifestation of God. You know, if you look at the Hebrew Bible, you look at the creation story. In that book, it states that we're made the image and likeness of God itself. And in that symbolic tale, God says in consciousness, let us make humankind in our image and according to our likeness. So male and female, he created them. You know, the phrase our image does not suggest more than one presence of God, a male God and a female God. Instead, this presence contains two types of energies. There's a masculine energy that centers around power and will and intellect and the feminine energy, which is the intuition, the compassion, and the love. And for humanity to evolve to the next phase of its evolution, we must integrate the two energies, and it's more necessary now than ever. We must fully embrace both of those energetics if we are to successfully navigate through the transformational changes our world is going through today. So despite appearances, even though it may not be apparent, there are encouraging signs and, and movements afoot. 
Because we see on so many levels the world is crying out and moving toward expressing the divine wisdom and love inherent in the one source that has both of these energies. Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, who are the co-founders of the Unity Movement, wrote in their 1921 Statement of Faith. They wrote something along these lines that said, I believe that the Holy Mother, the Divine Mother, or the Divine Feminine is now being restored to her righteousness in the world. And that she will reign equally with Jehovah, which is the Divine Masculine Energy of God, in the heavens and on the earth. You know, as individuals spiritually made in the image and likeness of this one reality, we are here to embody that truth. We're here to live out that energy in everything that we do. So on this Mother's Day, and in fact, for every day for that matter, we want to take in the allness of God. We want to take in the qualities of the divine in our lives and in our world. So our job as we raise our understanding of who our true parent is, including the qualities of the divine mother, is to make sure we don't limit God in any way. Because God, or the force, or the energy, or the universe, or whatever we want to call it, is an allness in which exists you and I in an eachness. In other words, you and I are expressions of this one presence. And we don't want to limit its expression in us in any way, shape, or form. Because there's no withholding in God. Because it's God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom, which is ever-expanding good. But often we limit God's presence in our life by having a limited concept of ourselves. We're not limit, God's not limiting us. We're limiting ourselves. We're limiting the power of God because understand we can never go beyond how our own self-concept. Your life, our life is an essential expression of the presence of God. And we limit God in a couple of ways. Number one, through false identification. And number two, through reactive visions. So we ask, what does that mean? What are you talking about? To not limit God with false identification so that oftentimes you must realize that our thoughts, we have thoughts flowing through our awareness that are habitual, they're, they're chronic thoughts. And, and we have that about ourselves. We have those thoughts about our life. The perceptions then are forged that ultimately are transmuted or translated into our experience individually, and then on a group level. And sometimes it's a group dynamic that we get caught up in. So often individuals are so caught up into that that they forget that it is not they are not who they are. They're not being who they are. It's just a, a thought that's going on. It's a pattern, and they've been captured by it. But it's not their true identity. And to the degree you and I think it is who we are, we are limiting the power of God. We're limiting the life force. You know, the divine presence simply reaches out from love in an unconditional way. And it always is holding a vision of possibilities for us, possibilities of truth. 
You know, a child may stumble over and over and over again. They may make mistakes after mistakes after mistakes. I remember in my previous lifetime when I was representing folks in court as an attorney, I had a number who were juveniles, young people, and inevitably they'd be detained at the juvenile detention center. And someone from their family would show up, usually would be their mother, and they would say something along the lines that, that's not my child. I don't care what you say about her. I don't care what you say about him, what the report says, what the write-up says about them. They've been charged with this or that. I know my child, and that's not who they are. That's because they've seen something. They know something. And they reach out in love anyway even if there's heartbreak over and over again. They know there's something there that's redeemable. There's something there that's made in the image and likeness of God. And so they continue to give, and they continue to give, and they give, and they show the divine presence that is also within them and within all of us. And when we see ourselves that way, we don't limit the allness of God. Now, there's another way that we often limit the allness of God or this infinite potentiality of the presence, and it's what, what I call through reactive visions of our life. Sometimes people are living their life as a reaction to circumstance or situation. Something has happened in their life. Somebody did something to them. Somebody said something to them. In their whole life, they're living to prove them wrong. They'll say, I'll show them. I'll prove to them. I'll get them back. I'll do this or that. And their vision is a reaction to a circumstance or situation which inhibits the soul from releasing its life energy. Sometimes we become so aware that we forget that we're standing in the center of the universe. We're always standing in the nowness of the moment. We're always standing in the power of God. And there's something within you and me that has never been born and will never die and has nothing to do with our earthly parents or our mothers or our fathers. It has nothing to do with our ancestors. It has nothing to do with our circumstances or situations. It has something to do with the eternal, the allness of God breaking into time as your life and my life. And we're here to release this limiting reactive vision and accept the vision of God that is seeking to be expressed through you and me now. It's kind of like a seed when it's planted in the proper conditions, it begins to grow even if that seed's been sitting in someone's pocket for many years. It's still viable. It's still in integrity. It's still there ready to shine. It doesn't go around saying, oh, I've been stuck in this man's pocket for 10 years. I'm upset. They should have planted me earlier. Why do they hold me in his pocket? Why does he limit my possibilities? Why didn't they just plant me? The seed does not do that. If you plant the seed in the proper condition, the seed just grows. And we're surrounded by the love of God, which is always the proper condition. 
And as an expression of the allness of God, we have the ability to have where we place our attention and become the very thing that we're surrounded by. You know, the spark of divinity and this presence is within us. And if we allow it to take its way with us, it begins to glow, it begins to radiate, it begins to shine. So, you know, that seed does not go into this whole story as to how the conditions weren't proper up until that moment. It is not reacting to past circumstances or conditions or situations. It is not limiting the isness of God in any way. So when we release the false identifications, in other words, see ourselves rightly, and we release the reactive visions and no longer concern ourselves to what has happened to the past and realize as expressions of the divine, we are here to be a conduit of love and service. Any vision that comes from God, whether it's a business or whether it's a relationship or a project, is to be a conduit to deliver love. That's what this presence of God is. This is what the divine presence is. This is where the spiritual ideas on this planet come from. And then when we begin to come from that space, from that consciousness, everything else is added. So I know there's some people who are going to start a business now that the pandemic is ending. But realize that businesses are, among other things, openings for love and for service and for circulation of good that people need. Some folks want to enter into their relationships if they haven't been in one, and, and enter into, but we enter into relationships to participate in love, to participate in joy, to participate in kindness, and to grow the qualities of our own soul so we do not limit God by any false identification or by any reactive vision. Instead, we travel outside the orbit of any cycles or any chronic thinking and begin to see a whole new world that is available. You know, we call ourselves a practical movement, so I always like to leave a couple of practical things we can do in order to not to limit the divine presence in and as our life. And realize these are, are prayers in many respects because every thought is a prayer, as we sometimes sing. And so the first thing we want to do is stop looking way into the future for our good and train our attention to be around our life on a regular basis and find something that is working at this moment. Now, this is not always easy. You know, the fact is it's sometimes challenging and we have to train ourselves to do it because right now maybe your mind is already rushing to what's next in your life. In the unspiritualized ego level, the word is what's next. But in our heart, the question is what's now? That's where all the power is. That's where love is. That's where God is in the now. So we don't want to run out here and look for what's going to happen next in life. We want to look around now in life and find something to appreciate and begin to appreciate it. Be grateful for it. Because when you do, you're presencing the qualities of the divine presence of the allness of God. And what happens is vibrationally, 
you and I become entrained with gratitude. We become entrained with harmony and appreciation and thanksgiving. This expands our perception so you and I can live with that spiritual vision that we've been endowed with by our Creator. You're preparing yourself for an instant demonstration of what is going on, and that's what we call miracles. And we're not trying to make something happen. We're expanding our purview so that which has already happened can happen through you and through me because we are vibrationally in sync with it. We're vibrationally in sync with this presence through the consciousness of loving appreciation. Undoubtedly, this will take some training because some of us may be a little cynical, a little doubtful, or just mad at God because something isn't happening or hasn't happened the way we thought it should happen. And those states of mind are limiting the isness of God, this divine loving presence. But when you train the mind to begin to appreciate that which is working in your life, it has an overall effect in all areas of your life. Though you may see your life sometimes in departments, the divine mother presence, the divine presence in spirit does not. There is one life, and that is the life of God. It is the life of your health. It is the life of everything about you and me. And when we can appreciate anything in our life that is working and have a vibrational match with it, we expand our perception to spiritual vision, and something wonderful begins to happen. And it is the allness of God that is happening everywhere. And it gets to happen as you. So one final assignment to help you take the limit off this divine presence we call God. And that is to find the quality that is seeking to emerge through you today. Whether it's love, whether it's peace, whether it's kindness, whether it's active and dynamic service, whether it's generosity, whether it's creativity, whatever is seeking to emerge through you right now, just say, just for today, I'm going to keep my attention on that quality and let it come out today. You know, some people don't even get outside before they realize they had already slipped back into the mental and emotional armor that had created for themselves to protect themselves. Yet you want to keep bringing yourself back to particular qualities that are seeking to express itself through you. I'm saying just do it for today. Find a particular quality that wants to come forward. Now don't say I want to live the rest of my life this way, even though you do. That's like saying, oh, I'm never going to think negative again or say something negative again. Then immediately you say to yourself, oh, I can't do this. And you've already thought negative before you started. Just do it for today. Just for today. See if just for today you can be an avenue of love. Just for today you can be an avenue of generosity. You can be an avenue of healing. You can be an aisle of compassion. Can you make it through the day? And when you fall and discover you have gotten back into the cyclical habit of 
the way you've always thought or chronic thinking that it's not to your benefit. And you're talking about how bad something is or how someone is. When you find yourself in that space, you just stop. Forgive yourself and say, just for today, I'm giving my life to the divine presence called God. Be extremely comfortable with the sacred silences you find yourself involved in. And something magnificent will happen when you no longer identify with yourself with what is passing through your consciousness. You're not limiting God through false identification or reactive vision. As you're beginning to be spacious enough to watch what is passing through, you begin to enter the realm of the miraculous. There is where, in this instant, a demonstration of truth. That's what a miracle is. It's an instant demonstration of truth that can manifest by many, many means and by many, many ways. So don't limit the allness of God. Because when we don't limit the allness of God, we have no limit. And that's the truth peace and blessings to you, and happy Divine Mother's Day. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center Oh